3: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And
0: my name is Ashton. Good morning everybody. Good Hello. Good morning. How are you
3: doing? All right. Good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How yeah. Are you? How are yeah. you? Yeah.
3: I'm good. You good? good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. We'll... I think
3: it smells nice outside today. It smells oh. of
1: sort oh,
0: of think? air. You air. know
3: just fresh air. That's that makes for a nice change.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. It's been smelling like rain the last mm. few weeks. Well I think rain
1: smells nice as well but what, when it rains consistently, you can't even smell the rain because it's all just wet. Mm. But you know, it just it's it smelled of of morning this morning. Oh, I thought. Yeah, nice! Yeah,
0: someone commented on last week's podcast, being like, "Why are Peter and Ashen dressed for winter? Because we're both wearing jumpers when yeah. it's August." Uh, and what people don't seem to understand mm. is that this year we have not had a summer. We have had rain. Mm-hmm. Rain mm-hmm. and more rain, yeah. and I think the maximum temperature we've had over the like July and August so far is like twenty one degrees. Yeah, we uh, did have a couple raining. of hot weekends, but, but that, that was then, way like back in, in like May or and June. Or yeah, because yeah. yeah. we went to the beach yeah. a few times in like May. Oh yeah, or and that was really warm. And that was that. nice, but um, yes, yeah, nothing then, in July, nothing August,
3: nothing, August, August. I mean, today it's meant to get to. Oh, it does not say on that PC. It was like twenty one degrees, is what it was telling me, and I yeah. don't, I don't believe it.
0: I don't believe a second. Well, I came into office this morning and the aircon was on blasting cold it was chilly This a uh, bit cold in the office yeah it's meant to be a high of 23 today mm, and cloudy not all true. day and then it's gonna rain tonight
3: mm. brilliant goody love rain uh i've just been wearing my jacket indoors all week because it's just it's just been a bit cold and it's comfortable to wear jackets indoors at the moment because mm. mm-hmm. you just can't escape the badness mm-hmm. uh this is not a weather podcast though guys. This is a video game podcast. Yeah. Each and every week we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. They help us keep the lights on here. Uh still no Dead Island to the spider in here. I don't think
0: Well him far and far all of his family. him and all of his babies have disappeared from the toilet Ooh, next door. Where dispersed have into they? the building. Oh. <laughs> Where have they gone? (laughs) Every time I go in, I like check around to see if they're like in any any place where any part of my skin is going to touch. In the toilet. In the toilet. I check everywhere because they've all disappeared now and I don't know where they've gone.
3: They'll show up when you need them most. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As as is their one. Just like Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Spider-Them. Are everywhere. They yeah, are. Under the toilet seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a sponsor this week, Peter. I think you've got it written down there. I have. Um, hey, do you know what I flipping hate? What? What? Do you,
1: you just look at the sponsor no, there, No, I
0: don't know. Good. Didn't.
1: Good. Uh, do you know what I flipping hate? What do what? you know? Um, non fungible tokens non-fungible tokens oh right yeah, yeah you know like board chimp digital art and stuff yeah. like that yeah they're a
0: scroodule we don't Dri- know what they're
1: they scro- are yeah they're a scroodule uh it drives me insane mm. get really cross about it well there's a game coming out um like next week or something by ea sports all about that that's right maddening nft 24 It's coming next week cool maddening nft yeah mm.
0: is that anything to do with a sport because ea like to make sport games it
1: does sound a bit like their other series madden nfl 24 but it's not but that. it's nothing to do with that actually oh, okay, okay. Um, what do you do in it yeah uh you just uh, go on on social media and see people with hexagonal profile pictures oh. and go
3: flip stop it that's so
1: maddening guys
3: yeah so i've been playing we've all
1: been playing yeah, that game for free for a yeah, while it's like a sim game though like so oh, you right you We've been playing it in real life. We've been living that. Right, which isn't fun.
3: Whereas this will be fun.
0: Yes,
1: and in the game, your character walks over to a desk, sits down, and then it's full screen of a social media platform. So it's almost as real as just having the actual social media platform on your full screen anyway. Mm. Okay. But you know that actually sitting in front of that, there's a virtual character going,
3: oh, I'm so cross. Okay. So it's It's
1: a really immersive sim game. So like, is
3: this game pro or anti-NFT?
1: It's anti-NFT. Okay. Because they're maddening NFTs. And you are so cross that people... I've got their, you know, they probably have Bitcoin as well um, or Dogecoin. Mm.
3: Probably Dogecoin. uh, It feels like you're sort of drawing... The game would draw attention and promote NFTs, though, even mm-hmm. if it's anti-NFT. You know? Well, it just
0: maybe it's made by EA. The maybe there. there's lots of like microtransactions, so that'll put you oh, off. Right. Oh, maybe, yeah, okay.
3: I don't know. It's also maddening. Um, yeah.
1: maybe the reason that there is some confusion over okay. the messaging yeah. here is because it's not real. Oh,
0: oh man! But it is so real. Looking looking the way forward. I feel when I scroll through the internet yeah. and see them, I, was I do get maddening. Looking at
3: that in my leisure time, I was I was so excited. No, we're not sponsored by maddening nft mm, 24, 24. 24. Mm. we're sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com where for uh, at any tier you can support us. That was a weird sentence, wasn't it? We're for
0: any tier. We're for
3: huh? any tier. You can support us and you help us keep the lights on here legitimately. And uh, you're basically just supporting the things that you enjoy. And that means a lot to us and lets us do all sorts of stuff. Plus, you get loads of rewards as well, depending on which tier you go for, including
0: submitting po- questions to this podcast. Submitting
3: questions to this podcast. Worst games ever. Two days before everyone else. Weirdest games ever. A week before everyone else. More rewards coming soon, hopefully. We'll let Mm -hmm. you know in due course. So go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Those are the true sponsors of this podcast, our lovely patrons. A little bit of housekeeping. Uh, before we move on. There is a video on the channel this week, Ashton Matthews. There
0: is. It is a Weirdest Games Ever week. If you're a patron, you would have already seen this last week. But hey, why not watch it again on YouTube? Why not watch it again? Why not? Uh, it's called Stupid Invaders, the game is. And uh, I'm talking like you now. Yeah. Uh, Yoda. And it's a pretty good one, I would say. It's Remember a bit, bit it's very weird. Where
1: he said monkey with diarrhea. That was really yeah. funny. That was so that funny. That was so really funny. funny. And so you
3: can watch that on YouTube. tomorrow Mm -hmm. at the time of the release of this podcast you can also go to our shop triplejumpshop.com buy some merch there and go to our website tripleju.mp oh it's so shiny and new and looks Mm. fantastic and you'll find links to all of our stuff there the YouTube the Twitch the Discord the Cameo all of that stuff so go over there tripleju.mp time for our first question it is it's from Nikki P who says hello
1: Bap I don't know about you but I'm feeling 22. Mm. And I'm also Mm. vibing with Torgal. Did I say that right, Ashton? Vibing. Yep. I'm vibing with... Oh, I thought it was Viborg. Vibing uh, with Torgal or Torgel. Torgal. Torgal. The wolf pet slash companion in Final Fantasy XVI. That's 16. Yes. Thank you. He protect, he attack, but most importantly, he gets pats. Yes. Who is your favorite companion video game animal friend? Thank you, Nikki. Thank
0: you, Mm. Nikki. Thank you,
1: Nikki. Um, The first thing I wrote was not Trico. Um, from The Last Guardian. Yeah. That's possibly my least favorite. Yeah, he's real annoying. Um, he doesn't do what you want him to do. do. No. Oh, but it's like it's like real life, like, you know, your dog won't always do what nope. Alright then. Why in the game is there not a button where I have to go and like piss against a tree <laughs> every three hours? Or, you know, X to breathe in, square to breathe out. It's realistic, right? No poorly coded poorly coded bad animal it was the usp of that game as well and it was badly done
0: mm-hmm. um
1: so i have got some actual answers though <laughs> okay. obligatory mention of sparks the dragonfly sure if yeah. i'd not had him through my childhood i would have had to walk up to every gem manually and touch <sighs> it it's
3: the worst Boring. when when sparks is dead yeah. cuz
1: you've been playing poorly you know mm-hmm. yeah hate it terrible um but really i think my favorite video game animal companion that i can think of i was struggling really but um dog meat
2: mm, i like that's dog a good meat. One.
1: he's just so he's a good boy he looks so happy all the time mm-hmm. and he, he is happy to just be your friend and, and do walk what into you want traps to do. and walk set up lines mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and uh you know it, it, i like to think somehow that it's always the same dog meat across all of the fallout games it is dog meat appears I don't has he's, he's, like, a has to he's
0: like a kind of a, a deity yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah he is um mm- so those are my answers. Not Trico is the main one. <laughs> Ashton,
0: I have a, I have one, but I don't know if it technically counts as an animal because I don't think it's an animal. They're animals, but it's the rots from Cana Bridge Spirits. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. They're yeah. not animals, but what are they? Don't know. We're all animals. Little dudes, really stuffed toys. Little dudes you can put hats on. Yeah. Uh, and the minute I saw them in the trailers, I was smitten. And then I was even more smitten when I played the game and I could put little hats on them and they would just run around with me and I had like one that was a fox and one that was wearing a little helmet. It was just, I love them. They're so cute and they make me happy whenever I see them. Mm -hmm. And then they also look like my cat um, because they are all black, just like my cat is.
3: Big coal eyes.
0: Uh, Yeah. So yeah, I love the rots. I don't remember them being particularly helpful. Well, actually, they do turn into a big slug, don't they? in the game oh yeah they do they become they could become big slug a
1: big sort of dragon thing yeah mm. and
0: then they attack enemies for you as well ages, so that's I can't good them. Yeah. and I don't remember if they like pick things up like Pikmin I don't know if they do I think maybe they just that's been
1: a long time I was trying to remember what, what it is that they you. do actually do. do Yeah, you just rescue them or you collect well, them well you, re- you yeah. collect them
0: and they wear hats did and they do then... stuff
1: in the puzzles though did they like
0: maybe open
1: doors and stuff
0: I don't really remember but I just like having them around yeah they're just great to be... They're just good friends. With. Yeah, exactly. Just reliable pals. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Controversial opinion. Mm-hmm. Not too fussed about Torgal. No? No. It's cool to have a dog friend there mm-hmm. all the time. But like, I don't think he's that helpful in combat. Um, he does some cool story stuff. And there's a great line uh, that one of the characters says that I shared on Twitter the other day, where Torgal, something happens to Torgal. And he says, oh, don't worry about... Toggle, but why? This very morning he had his nose buried in my nuts. Oh yeah, which is great, and the <laughs> delivery of the line as well. The nuts, as anyone who's played the game will know, that line mm-hmm. uh, because it's just comes out of nowhere, and I enjoyed that. But he he often doesn't accompany you. Like when you're back at the the base area, he's not walking around with you, and when you're going to certain settlements, he's not there. So there's large portions of the game where like I'm not even really aware that he's even with me mm. until i'm in battle and i see him just zoom past <laughs> and bite someone and yes you can pet toggle and that's great and i'm not really sure what they could have done to really endear toggle to me even more than they have because lots of people love toggle but i i could take toggle i'd miss toggle if toggle was gone mm.
0: i'm not too fussed
3: about toggle all right. would you
0: be happy if toggle was a cat
3: like a panther thing mm. i mean my actual answer may well back that up potentially. Okay. but i think Red Thirteen. Wasn't a pet, but was far better in Final Fantasy VII. That's a sentient human being,
0: though. He is technically a companion not video a game friend, animal friend. Yeah.
3: thirty Red 13. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose Nanaki. Yeah. yeah like, just because he's
1: sentient doesn't mean he's not an animal. Well, yeah. he's my friend. Like
0: yeah. Goofy is technically an animal. He's friend. my best friend. But is then he? what is Pluto, you know? That's where the questions become. An
3: affront to God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Put him out of his misery. Yeah. Uh, my choice is actually a slightly uh, weird one. Because I used to go around to my friend's house who had a World of Warcraft subscription. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And I would play World of Warcraft and usually create a new character every single time right. I went around. And I liked to play as a dwarven hunter, which meant that you could charm certain creatures to become a friend, a little pet. Mm-hmm. And then you could command that pet and that pet would level up. And I always went for a snow leopard. Mm. because they're cool. Mm-hmm. And so I always had a little snow leopard companion. I think I probably called it Snowy, something mm. really uninventive or Lepper, Leppy, Lepper. <laughs> snowy <laughs> Leppy. Uh and and that that's my favorite one. Can't even remember the the name of it, but that snow leopard that I would always persuade to to kill things for me including fellow snow leopards oh in God. World of Warcraft. That was that was my favourite animal. it reminded me of a very very similar pet that I had in a okay. similar game. I had
1: Guild Wars, which is mm. free to play, so I didn't have to pay a subscription. Neither did I. And it, well no. <laughs> and um I I was I used to choose like ranger, hunter man, whatever mm-hmm. it was that could charm animals. And I had a uh not a snow leopard, it was like more like, it was like a mountain lion, I think. Okay. Mm. And that was called Maul. No Star Maul. Wars influence there. Wow. Maul as in what a Leopard would do to you. Yeah, <laughs> maul you. It <laughs> to would to maul yeah. you. He was okay. called Maul, which I thought was pretty cool. Wow. Um, and he would, you know, kill all the goblins and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved him very much. And, uh, him very much. I'd forgotten all about him. Go and get him. He, He's still waiting for you him. on yeah, a yeah, server yeah. somewhere. Waiting, yeah. My
3: RuneScape character still has, I think, at least two cats in the bank mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're I think they were members only at that time. You could only get a cat if you were a member. And all it would do is just like toddle along after you mm-hmm. and follow you about. Uh, But when you're a a scrub, you're not allowed to use your cat anymore. So it just it's just an item. Oh, so it's just bad. in the bank and has been in the bank for about twelve years. My
0: my DS still has my Nintendo dogs on them. Oh my God. And I feel bad for them, but they never responded to me anyway. They're rubbish. Nintendo had is two, rubbish. I had a chihuahua called Bob and then I had a Yorkshire <laughs> Terrier and I can't remember what I called that that dog. But I remember the Chihuahua called Bob because I remember being in a car journey and just shouting Bob into my DS. Bob. And my mum was like, Can you just give it a rest? Can you play something else? Is it like when
3: I was trying to do the launch video for the three yeah. DS? and we i was
0: trying just, to use the and we were all sat dog. quietly and just ben just kept going dog It, it, it wouldn't <laughs>
3: listen it didn't work it i didn't d- work. that's nintendogs is one that completely passed me by but i tell mm-hmm. you what people went crazy for nintendo i went right?
0: crazy for Dogs. just get a dog yeah wasn't allowed one just get it you, you Bob weren't did allowed to virtual
3: work. dog either he didn't want to play with no you. he
0: didn't want to play it's with. it's very them. sad yeah It's time to
3: do a section what we have never done before. Mm. I can't read it because it's in a language I don't understand.
0: Oh, but luckily I do. I've written it in woman. Uh, Go on then, woman. It is called What We Play In. Oh,
3: that's not what that says. It's, what was it? What, what we what we, we play, play W P I'm yeah. still learning woman. Ashton what is women trying to play teach me what women play. What women are playing. Well, first yeah. I'm gonna ask what man playing. Yeah. That being you.
1: What are you okay. playing,
0: Peter?
3: Played a couple of things this week.
1: I have mostly, well, exclusively at home, been continuing with um, Crash Bandicoot Four. Mm. And last night, I was getting really, really pissed off. <laughs> I've had a really good time with it so far, and uh, definitely, as I've, I've said, I think the past couple of times I mentioned it, I've been doing a lot better than I did the first time I played it. But um, there are the so you go through the game in a linear fashion, one level after the next. Um, but in the levels, you can find these little VHS tapes. Um, as you go and when you get those you can play through the co- in context you're like watching the tape playback and it's a, a video that was taken off crash in 1996 or whatever when he was a, a young bandicoot when he was still an experiment and he's doing all these tests in the lab um and i really like those and i can't i feel like i'm not moving on to the next level of the main game until i found the tape from that level and played through that what you have to do though is get to the tape, the location of the tape in one life. You're not allowed to die, otherwise it disappears. Right. So I was restarting over and over again. I'm about three levels from the end of the game where things get really, really hard. And I was just struggling to get <laughs> to the tape in one go. Oh, no. And getting angrier and angrier. Um, I've, I've never been a controller thrower, but I'm a, sometimes I'm a sofa puncher. Okay, I don't get up and turn around. Oh yeah, and punch I'll people. punch. Yeah. Them, just yeah, next, yeah, just do yeah, a thumb. Yeah, yeah. Flip you never shake. know. When you might yeah. need that. Um, but it's mostly my fault. The game's pretty tight. Like the controls are tight, so it's it's normally me just being impatient. But skill
0: issue, skill yeah, issue,
1: exactly. User error um, sounds like a crap game to me. <laughs> yeah, rubbish. Uh, so I've been having mostly a really good time with that, apart from last night towards mm. the end of my session, but also uh since the last podcast i have played at an arcade um what
0: what we uh without us your yeah friends?
1: that's right what is that what the heck some family came up to visit on the weekend and we went to um it's not called ghetto golf anymore it's called golf fang or something oh. or fang. Golf. golf. Fang. yeah golf fang i think oh but it's still ghetto golf okay. It's exactly the same all the tracks i was gonna say all the tracks are still there <laughs> yes. including yeah. the jeremy kyle the set, courses which is no longer on tv jeremy kyle but mm. um they have some arcades there some arcade cabinets so i played house of the dead something four i think it nice. was nice. and Ms. pac-man mm. we don't comment on her marital status she is Ms. pac-man yeah. mm-hmm. don't worry about it um so that was fun i had a good time playing some arcade games and i, I always whenever i go to an arcade i feel like I should do this more often. Yeah. And then I don't ever go back because to Because they're, they're, so they're not conveniently located. They cost too much money. I only yeah. go to them when I'm already there. You know, yeah. I'm doing yeah. something else or I'm in town. I've gone out for food. And it's like, oh, there's the arcade just across there. All right, let's go in. Mm. Or at the seaside. But I would yes. never go out of my way to just go and play some, some arcade games. But yeah, mm. I had a really good time with that. Um, I like some House of the Dead. Nice. Don't know the difference between any of them. You do. You're quite familiar, aren't you, with House of the Dead? House of the Dead. Well, I mean,
3: House of the Dead 4 is the one that has the Uzi. Right. House of the Dead, it was probably two or three that you were playing. Is that the one yeah, with it Help, We've Uzi. Got to Control, There's Something in the City? Yes. With really f- That's probably uh, one or two, oh, one, right. I think.
1: I thought it was one of the sequels, but maybe not. I don't
3: know. Um, mm. If you're going through the the little town, you go through the church and mm-hmm. stuff. I think that that one was on Dreamcast. I don't know that much. So he's, right,
0: he's such a professional. House he of the is. dead. No, <sighs> I mean
3: it, not really. Just I have a, a passing knowledge, and I really enjoy the voice acting in all of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah.
0: they are all incredible voice acting.
3: Ashton, what have you been playing?
0: I played two things this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rolled credits on Pikmin Four. Nice, like, but then there's like probably another like four hours of game after that. Um, but my switch was stolen. By my boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> I, swear I You like, can't no. say
3: that in my presence. So, the yeah, victim of an actual theft recently. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah.
0: So sorry. I, I to thought for a second. I was like, oh my God, no, it didn't stolen. get stolen. My boyfriend has been away this week, and he took it with him. Mm. And he was, and I was like, oh. I want to play Pikmin and he was like well I'm going to be on my own and I was like oh, fine that's true whatever I, yeah maybe I have a PC and also have a Playstation I, I wanted the Switch he does have his Two magic um, PSP as well he does have his magic PSP Vita, really. and yeah. a, a controller that he can connect to his phone and all kinds of and things a adapter, and a little adapter that's like that a, a little dock thing it's amazing yeah. for the Switch wow, yeah. or
3: just Digging out MB.
0: Yeah, he's got so much stuff.
3: He's got cool things. I wasn't. I wasn't having a go. I think it's impressive. Yeah, I do. I just don't travel. I don't need it. Mm. No, the the
0: size of his backpack is just—it's just full (laughs) of just (laughs) random bits of of gaming stuff. Yeah.
3: Yeah, a four trench coat pa- Four pairs of, of trousers
0: for four days. And then also a bunch. Four, but hang on. He right, now, we need, too to, now tra- we need to dig too many this. <laughs> How many pairs of trousers? <laughs> pairs of trousers? <laughs> he, picked, he backed four pairs of trousers. That's ludicrous. Plus so a pair of pajama trousers, plus a pair of tracksuit bottoms. For like four Man days. He wants to be clean
3: and comfortable. What's he, he doing?
0: He's just working in an office. Pissing his
3: pants all day. Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's 6
3: p.m. time to clock off and, and Piss poo my, my pants. pants.
0: Yeah. So while he's been away with my Pikmin 4 Switch, um, mm. I've been playing Spiritfarer. I started playing Talos Principle, but then I was like, nope, can't be asked. Uh, that's too much work. I couldn't figure out one puzzle, and then I turned the game off. Um, Because I was like, I can't do this today. And then I got into Spiritfarer, which... I've been really enjoying uh hang out with my cat. Daffodil is the name of the cat. Uh, that's, that's Were its your name. real cats
3: jealous? Uh
0: no, they are just raging to go outside all the time. So right. why was your answer care?
3: to question one not daffodil?
1: Well, because I wanted to talk
0: well I was thinking about that, but then I thought, well, I'll talk about spirit Fern. Don't really
3: know how she feels about Daffodil yet. No, I mean Daffodil soon.
0: is very cute, and but every time it makes cat noises, I think it's my cat making mm. a noise. Sometimes it'll squeak and I'll be looking around like What's wrong, <laughs> child? Where are you? And it turns out they're not even in the house. They've gone. And it's just the cat on the TV making uh, squeaky sounds. Mm. Um, but I'm really enjoying Spirit Spiritfarer. I like um, building my boat. I'm a bit confused by what I'm supposed to be doing at the moment, but that's just because I think I've just got myself all spun around. Um, I played it for like an hour last night and then I was too tired to carry on. But I've been playing it pretty much every day this week and I've been enjoying it. Um, It's a little management sim on a boat, if you don't know what it is, and you're helping spirits get from where they start to crossing over to the afterlife but they all want to hang around just like and yeah mm. and they want you to like build them houses and stuff and then once you have build their houses you can't then unbuild their house even when they've crossed over to the other side so i just got a bunch of these empty houses that oh. i can't get it's rid of sad. so um I have to keep buying a bigger boat we're gonna need a bigger boat mm-hmm. uh to put more houses on for people who want to live on my boat so Dumb. yeah but i'm mm. enjoying it nonetheless. Uh, even when they people will say I'm so hungry and then turn around and give me a bunch of cooked food and be like here share this around but I'm so hungry and I'm like okay well you, why did you give me this food then eat it yourself um, but yeah I'm enjoying that game that's why I played this good.
3: game good what's that on
0: uh, PlayStation 5 nice yeah, nice. I installed like a bunch of games a little while ago when I was kind of like I don't know what to play. Mm. So I've got like maybe for like four or five games that I've kind of dipped into that I haven't finished. I still haven't finished On a Two. I haven't finished Talos Principle. Um, I've have. I'm probably not going to finish Spiritfarer. Um, and also I finished a book this week, but <gasps> but I'm not. I've not picked up the third one. So still,
1: was it the sequel to the?
0: I fin. Yeah, I finished mm. the sequel, and then uh, now I'm over it. Right. I don't right. want to read books anymore. You don't want to... Well, the issue is that I haven't bought the third one. And then because I haven't immediately bought the third one and jumped into it, I'm now not it's interested too late. anymore. Yeah. Right. Okay. So You're maybe... going to forget everything.
3: Well, nah. it's from while well it lasted. Yeah. That's very impressive. You read two books Thank this you. year. Thank you. I did read That's two That's more books. than you That's expected. more than
0: I anticipated. Yeah. yeah. So. Sick. That's cool mm. as hell. Thank you.
3: Um, I went to Wales and I took my PlayStation and I was there with some friends and we were playing some games together. So I've got a selection of things that were played with friends and on my own. And most of it was Jackbox. Played a lot Mm -hmm. of different Jackbox packs just Mm -hmm. for like four hours in a row. Just loads and loads of Jackbox. Some of those games are rubbish, especially in the latest pack. Some of those latest pack, like uh, nine. Mm. There's a few in there that are just like, God, they're boring. They're just yeah. not. They're just not fun at all. They're not funny or interesting. Um, I find
0: that about most packs though. There's always like at least one that's like just crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like one. I can't remember what a pack it's on. Where it's like a little. You play as a little dude, and you're like zipping around the screen, and it's not like a. It's like an actual game game, right. and you're like trying to. I don't know. Throw balls around or something. I can't remember what it is, but there's one that's just not. It's just not good.
3: Mm. We played one. It's the one where you have to. D- do the order of things like on a on a timeline so you'll you'll be given you split off into teams you'll be given different prompts or there it'll be oh, like
0: yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: order of release of these songs yeah, for yeah, example yeah, yeah. and you I have to drop one. it down on that you don't know what's coming next i don't mind that one that one's not too bad however even though i had the option on to filter us centric content mm-hmm. there was one that we did that was uh, from most calorific to least calorific and it was just american foods Good. right and we didn't know what half of them were it's and called- the other half we only we only knew about because of you know television mm. and stuff yeah it's called
0: quick quizort quizort yeah with an x quicksort mm. quicksort yeah there we are that yeah. makes
3: sense uh so that that was fine played a little bit of loco roco still just Jumping to the end of the stage, rolling, breaking up into bits, having being Mm -hmm. squishy, having bits of me stolen, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, did a playthrough of Little Hope, the the Dark Pictures anthology, Little Hope, because uh, one of the people that we were there with had not played it before, and that was fun. We actually managed to keep everybody alive until the very end, where one where the game just decided, oh, well, unfortunately, uh, because you played this character as a rude. Horrible person. This was Angela, Mm. you know, who's rude and horrible anyway. And because you decided to play her the way that she is, uh, we're just going to kill her. So it wasn't about failing a quick time event. It was right at the end of the game. Unfortunately, you're still horrible. So you're just going to die now. Oh. And that felt like uh, a complete. Was it like people just off. didn't save did, her? Yeah, someone just not what? choose because no, no, no. Like we, we all, we were all helping each other out, and we were succeeding at every single. No, quick as in, time like, did the did game say, like,
0: oh, because they don't like you, they're not going to help you?
3: It wasn't that. It was that she hadn't. The rest of them. Uh, I got a trophy for. Uh, saving them or like the they escaped their past or something i think because she she maintained her nastiness Mm. because she what i did you know we did choose to save her several times like physically like go back and help her yeah but because she she didn't have a change of heart as it were right she basically succumbed to the same demons that she always had or some wonky excuse like right. that. And then we just had to watch as she just got killed suddenly for oh, no reason. Okay. was that oh. that's fun. great. Well good 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 to know that it's not just about playing well, it's about choosing dialogue, the right dialogue options mm. as well. So, That's what Dr. Anil Hill would say. It yeah. is it's what not he say. just about playing well. It's about or... being
0: a nice boy. It was
3: good to see him again mm. and mm-hmm. his amazing uh, intro music, which I love. And yeah. I'm very sad that we're not getting a Dark Pictures Anthology game this year. Mm. It's very sad indeed. Uh, I played some more Final Fantasy 16 and I did a big epic fight and that was super fun. And I'm hopefully, hopefully getting back on track now to just like play that more regularly and finish that off. But I am still enjoying it. And I played Flippin' loads of Diablo 4 because Mm. I have been exhausted and that is a good game for that Uh, and that's everything that I've played
0: amazing Mm. now it's time I think that we head over to the coziest corner of all it's review corner time (laughs) oh
1: here we are. In Review Corner, it's me oh. and James Jenkins.
2: Hello. Hello. I'm here again. How are You're, you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, what are you going to tell me about today? Oh, been playing that game. What everyone's talking about. Baldur's Gate 3. The bear one. The one with the bear. <laughs> yes, you can romance a bear. Wine and Dine and Ursine, which I was yeah. very pleased with. Uh That's great. My... <laughs> Uh, tweeting the other day but yes so Baldur's Gate 3 first of all I I, I should remember this time to say like thank you very much uh, to Larian Studios for Mm. providing us code Um, and yeah (sighs) Oh boy, this game is good. It's very is it very good. Enjoying it? Yeah. So for um, those
1: who don't, because some there might be some people listening who don't know what a Baldur's Gate is as, mm, a, as a game. Uh, yeah. What, give us uh, an overview of the genre and the
2: gameplay first. Of course. So um, yeah. So this is uh, an RPG. This is a real beefy uh, CRPG um that sort of i believe the c stands for like computer weirdly it's a very outdated term but anyway it's that sort that of yeah it's like it, just your sort of like overhead viewpoint yeah. of rpg yeah. sort of uh flavor um it's set in a DD world uh with all the DD rules it's um yeah you know, kind of a a long awaited follow-up that people didn't really expect until it was um announced a few years ago um to the original games that are, you know, first Baldur's Gate from 1998, mm-hmm. uh, sequel follow-up in, in 2000, but uh, this is obviously not from Bioware. It's from uh, uh, Larian Studios, who did Divinity: Original Sin one and two, which were again that sort of CRPG style, so like the overhead, um, a lot of like um, RPG sort of choices and whatnot, but also turn-based combat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this game a lot of people who are familiar will probably have already played it in early access because it's been out since 2020 and they've been slowly sort of building stuff up right uh from there um and then you know a lot of this hype typically you'd see sort of early access games you know uh maybe not do so well on their you know version one proper mm. release yeah um this one amazingly has just you yeah, know blown all expectations out of the water and Um, rightfully so I think um, it's genuinely it feels like such a good RPG like it's one of the best RPGs that I have experienced it's insane yeah Yeah. so uh, a lot of fun there Um, a lot of D&D thing Uh, um, and yeah with, with my I mean, I have quite limited knowledge of D&D. I don't know do you, right. yeah, if you've had much experience with D&D. I happen to be aware of yeah. that
1: the actual world, because it's yeah. sort of Forgotten Realms, isn't it? Which is a specific yes. branch of D&D. Yeah. I only know that because I played the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance spin-off Oh, games, of course,
2: yeah. Which yeah. are,
1: yeah. similarly, they're like mm. somewhere between kind of top-down and third-person. They almost yeah. feel like third-person because they're quite zoomed in, or they can be. But... Um, yeah, it's the top down, yeah. hack and slash kind of stuff.
2: More sort of action
1: y. Yeah. yeah, it was more action focused mm. compared to the, the other RPGs.
2: Ah, very
0: cool. But yeah, that's uh, all
1: I really know
2: about yeah. the DD world. Well, I, uh, Yeah, same. I'm, I'm a DD noob, essentially, you know, uh, done a, a couple of sort of campaigns, yeah. uh, a couple of, you know, one off things, sessions. But um, from my new, uh, limited knowledge, it does feel like one of the most sort of faithful recreations of like a DD. Um, it's just the, the D&D vibes like, the freedom that that provides one of the best sort of representations of that in a video game that I've seen mm-hmm. um, just because like, the choices available to you are, it's, it's absurd and it's very, uh, it seems to be very faithfully recreated as well um, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal, so like, the story and the world building very in-depth uh there's there's a lot of combat mechanics that are sort of uh translated well and you know maybe tweaked slightly to make it a bit more video gamey but seem like they're in there you know you, you you move you take an action you take a bonus action and then you've right. got all plethora of different options mm. um and yeah i think i think the most important thing is like it, it just feels like it rewards like that sort of air like that attitude of uh problem solving right, yeah. and you can go about things in so many different ways and it keeps not only throwing surprises at you in terms of like your know, story and things that you can find mm. but also what you think you can get away with and then you find out oh my god you can actually do that yeah i saw um, a bit of footage
1: of it and it's crazy it reminded me a little bit of like those really early text-based adventures yeah uh, <laughs> where you weirdly in those games even though they were quite rudimentary and like you know we're talking like late 80s yeah. sometimes mm. you could type in like eat the goblet. it would just <laughs> let you do it and it's like oh yeah okay that's allowed and that's the kind of vibe i was getting from mm. this like some of the choices people have seen like oh, making crazy. is uh yeah it's it's really clever that they've done all that
2: yeah yeah it's 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 phenomenal how they've managed to sort of cater to that and you know just just feel like i think um a lot of that is they've benefited from early access and they've, they've realized oh people want to try this okay mm. then here you go yeah. um but yeah i'll uh Sort of going to the, the nitty gritty. I've, I've written down quite a lot of notes here, but um, so like classes. You know, when you start off, obviously, um, big important thing for a big RPG. Got to get your your character right. There are twelve main classes. Um, I think they they sort of fit into like your standard fifth edition rulebook. Right, this is yeah. all fifth edition for for the for the D and D nerds out there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you get forty six subclasses tied to those uh, those main classes, and then you also. You have the option to multiclass. You pick another main class, and I think you can just do that, you know, as many times as you want in place of leveling up your current one. So, although your level limit is 12, and you, you know, don't level up super often through the game. Uh, you have an insane amount of possibilities and combinations right. that you can do with that, um, which is crazy. You've also got, like, 11 races with further customization. yeah. You've got, like, you know, humans, elves, half-elves, dwarves, mm-hmm. you know, halflings, all that sort of stuff. And then you're more DD uh, specific like, you know, drow and tiefling. I didn't know what a gif yankee was, but I do now. They, I only know that yeah. from another
1: video game, actually. Ah, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Demon Stone, not Demon's Souls.
2: Oh, uh, okay.
1: Yeah, it's like a Patrick Stewart game. Oh, my God, Well, what? A Patrick Stewart, I mean, Patrick Stewart is in it. It's not <laughs> yeah. Patrick Stewart it, but, <laughs>
2: Made by <yeah. laughs> famed game creator. Also yeah. set in the Forgotten Realms, and it has Githyanki in it. But, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, that might be a Forgotten Realms-specific thing then. That's mm. interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the choices are insane anyway. So it's like for, for people that are very... Big on, like, uh, a lot of choice in our RPGs, this is huge. Um, the, yeah, a little bit on the character creator, um, it again it seems like pretty pretty well done like it could this is a very very maybe the only criticism I have right. so far of the game it could be slightly better with like you know changing actual facial details and right. stuff specifically yeah. um, you pick from like uh, just a selection of pre-done heads but then you can add like you know different eye colours tattoos right, scars right. yada 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 a lot of different hair choices and all that sort of stuff so it's pretty good still in that respect mm-hmm. um, but yeah in terms of like once you get uh cracking into it like uh story uh, you awaken as a captive on like a a mind flayer ship so the start is very sort of cinematic and that's another thing that impressed me with like you know this typical sort of game you expect to be reading through lots of text Mm. and the story to be presented in that sort of way this is very cinematic when it wants to be and Mm. very um very flashy and, and graphically very beautiful as well um So you're waking on a mind flare ship. You've got a nasty little mind tadpole shoved into your eye. This is, you know, spoilers, but it's literally the very first thing that happens. Um, And yeah, and basically you've got to, you know, you escape and you've got to figure out what to do with this problem because it is a problem. Right. Um, So, yeah, you'll you'll find, you know, a lot of other stories, your typical sort of RPG thing, but it's not really like, again, it keeps throwing up surprises and nothing ever feels like it's a filler story everything feels like uh well written well mm-hmm. presented um and even like yeah there's no sort of find 10 of this sort of fetch quest yeah, right. there's always an interesting sort of story in there so um <clears throat> but yeah uh the yeah again like the writing or sort of uh the voice acting really really like uh impressed me as well yeah. so it's it feels like there's so many sort of old school elements to this in terms of like the format of the game but they've made it so modernized with incredible voice acting incredible like presentation Mm. um yeah Uh, just just phenomenal um combat yeah. sorry sorry go well, on just <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say good
1: stuff is that was there anything else you wanted to talk about about combat
2: uh, yeah oh I've got so I'm going to have to sort of blast through some of these details here because a, it's a big game there's a lot involved here but um, yeah I feel like uh, uh, so well I should say really like the choices again I've made that kind of clear like um, it makes it feel like a proper RPG you can do a lot of things that you know you wouldn't have expected in other games yeah. anyway um, but the other thing of making it sort of faithful to D, you can actually see the dice rolls which is really cool right okay nice so um yeah they uh they present that in quite a clear way they don't sort of shy away from it hide it behind some other things um they make it very clear like hey this is what you're doing and you've got like these bonuses here your skill bonuses any optional extras you can put in very clearly shown and um you know for any for any non D people as well it's it's uh it sort of streamlines um i think using like uh inspiration points there's a system where you can re-roll if you uh have a sort of inspiration points and you get those points by doing things that are like um yeah choices that sort of fit into your character's backstories and stuff and and the same goes for your party members as right. well um so yeah uh and then sort of going into combat then as, as i was <laughs> gonna say again it's all very in-depth mm-hmm. it's quite a bit more complicated than what i was sort of expecting even from like i've played original sin one and two um but this is trying to fit in the dnd sort of system into that right but um again like for ui it's it's a lot of first but a lot of the um yeah, tool tooltips and everything there i feel like at least maybe it's just me i'm sort of like used to Going through these sort of games, but um the tooltips feel like they're clear enough. Um, they provide enough information, but they're still like uh not being too cluttered, basically. Right. So everything is there to sort of explain to you once you sort of go through everything. Yeah. Um yeah, like I say, the the sheer number of like skills and magic spells, it's it's crazy. You've got a lot of different things you can stealth through the game. Uh I should say so like uh the combat. Is, is turn-based, but regular exploration, you can sort of walk around freely. Right, yeah. uh, you can switch on a turn-based sort of mode whilst you're in um, uh, just a sort of overworld, which can help with stealth as well. But yeah, again, it's, it's all tied into this idea of like just improvise. Mm. Um, find the best approach. You can take enemies by surprise um, and like things like, uh, you know, e- even basic things. So you've got your spells, you've got your class-specific skills and whatnot. But you've got basic things that you wouldn't consider in a lot of games, like you know, pushing someone off a ledge, for example, or you know, towards another enemy, yeah. in order to get like an AOE, or push them into an environmental hazard, um, jumping higher during combat to get like a um, high advantage. Uh, you can pick things up and throw them at enemies, and I'm a big fan of that. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's even like bonus feats to add damage to that. They've thought they've of everything basically. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah um again like uh (laughs) i i feel like i've I've talked a lot about this i just want to sort of uh without spoiling too much mention some of the weird stuff because it does seem to like get that vibe of you know like a D D session where people will suggest silly stuff yeah and they've lent into that as well right um You have a skill called like animal, uh, speaking to animals or animal speech or whatever it is. You can speak to animals. Right. Um, I got into a fight with a squirrel at one point. Uh, You might well have seen the clip on Twitter. Uh, It didn't end well for the squirrel. If you pick a certain option, Mm -hmm. you can literally just boot it into a (laughs) cliffside. Yeah. i you know, I I've, I've found treasure in, in hay bales after speaking to goats that are like, oh, they're constantly hiding treasure in my food. Right. Um, weird stuff like even stacking up boxes to a higher place. You're thinking, um, yeah, well, I'm just going to get a bit of treasure. That led to a whole new area. Right. Um, quite sizable. I've, I've spoken to like an ogre to, to become my friend. Nice. And us. It's all very silly stuff that they've thrown in, but matched quite well with like the the more serious storytelling elements mm, as well yeah yeah i i don't want to go on too long but again like i just want to say you know the party members as well all the intriguing backstories is very good there is a lot here if you like rpgs mm. and you know like maybe that sort of old school stuff even if you're not familiar with D, yeah absolutely worth checking this out any, any other, like, thoughts or questions? Well, Sorry no, was, I, on. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: what I was going to... I was going to say, you yeah. know, how silly does it get? And uh, yeah. you know, I was going to ask about the combat as well. But, yeah, that's... Uh, that all mm. sounds good. De- definitely intriguing for, um, you know, I, I guess... Like, what I've, I've seen people playing this game saying, I've not played any boulder's yeah. gate before and i've not played any D before yeah. and i'm really enjoying it so oh, it fantastic. sounds like yeah. you know you're kind of agreeing with that and mm. it sounds like it's worth checking out yeah for, uh, for almost everyone really
2: nice no, it's, it's yeah definitely worth it if you're obviously if you're you know not big into rpgs at all and don't yeah. like all the numbers then it'll probably be quite scary sure. but, but um it is well worth doing even on like you know you can pick just uh, story difficulty mode which is mm, yeah. you know simplifies combat and whatnot um yeah, I uh also it is also multiplayer. So well, I'm not sure if it's uh split screen compatible for PC that's um uh, a different manner but uh, you know ps5 should be coming like early september xbox is happening eventually yeah. they're still trying to figure that out and to be de- determined but but yeah um, so worth checking well. out yeah Great. well thank um, you james excellent very thank you thought. very much
1: and uh we will we'll catch you in the next time you're you're doing a review corner but for now yeah. let's go well, back to the podcast
2: honestly i'm just gonna be playing this for the next year well yeah <laughs> no more review corners for james <laughs> no i'm done see you later right. <laughs> bye <laughs> Thanks, Peter
1: and James. (laughs) Thanks, Peter and James.
0: Thanks, Peter and James. Thanks, Peter and James. um, For that review corner. It's now time for question two, which comes from Dan Scott. Hello, Bash to Path path Tin. Yep. Uh, The Witcher season three has been and gone, and the general consensus for Henry Cavill's final foray as Geralt seems to be that it ended with a whimper, and things don't look too bright for the series with superfan Cavill being replaced by Liam Hemsworth for season four. One of the many rumours for Cavill's departure is a showrunner's alleged disregard and contempt for the source material, which fans of The Witcher also believe to be the biggest reason for a la- the lack of quality following a promising season one. The question is, my, my question is this... Should future TV and film adaptations stick more stringently to the source material in order to heighten the chances of creating a quality product that the fans love, as seen with the Last of Us TV series, which, with a few exceptions, is a beat-for-beat retelling of the story? Is it important for the cast or crew to have some kind of affinity with the IP with which they're involved, as Cavill did? Or is there scope for future series to do- successfully divert away from the source material and put their own spin on things? Love you all. kiss kiss.
3: Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan.
0: Have you watched... Anyone watch The Witches TV show? I no. watched the
3: first two... Se- I didn't like the first series. I enjoyed the second series a bit more because it made a bit more sense chronologically mm. uh, in terms of how it was structured. And then I've just... To be honest, I've I've not been signed up to Netflix because to Netflix. Uh, I was piggybacking off someone else's account, and then there was a big purge. Yeah, so I haven't even had the opportunity. But I have absolutely no interest in watching it. I'm just I'm just not fussed. No,
0: right. I'm not a fantasy gal, so I just wasn't really interested in it mm-hmm. anyway.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, I've I've just not watched it because I'm not particularly into. Um, well, it's not that I'm not a fantasy gal because I, I kind of am, but I don't know. I just wasn't that interested in in that. I think I saw I've seen. Uh, the trailers and stuff for the various seasons. And it's it's come across, and this might not be true, but it's come across to me as though it's as much about like the the people and the relationships and maybe even the politics as it is about actually doing some monster hunting. Like it, it comes mm. across to me as though it's only like 33% monsters. And if it was 80% monsters, I'd be really down for that. And That's I would watch not it. nearly
3: enough witchery.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, but either way i think i might be i don't know if i'm in the minority here but i think that a video game adaptation doesn't necessarily need to follow the original story to be good um it could have even new characters in it and just be set in that universe uh or it could have the characters that you know and love but it could you know kind of subvert what you think is going to happen i remember before the last of us came out a lot of people were saying Will this actually, fo- we know that it's Joel and Ellie, but will this actually be the story that we know? Or are they going to like do something crazy mm-hmm. and completely you know, pull the rug from under us? Mm. Um, and I think all of those things can be good, as good as following the story directly. It all just comes down to how the show is actually produced. Um, so I don't think necessarily that specific aspect dictates the success of, or should dictate the quality of a show. But as I say, I might be in the minority and maybe the stats just say that if you actually follow the the video game story you're going to do better i think what does help though probably is if sort of the showrunners like maybe the writer and the director do have perhaps some kind of affinity for the ip um in the case of the witcher i mean some people seem to forget that the video games are based on a book series right so Mm -hmm. i mean technically if you want to be if you want to get actually about this literary about this mm-hmm. um you know it, you could just argue to say well it should follow the books rather than the games mm. um, i don't know how close the games and the books are to each other but the tv series has a lot of source material it could uh, borrow from so i don't know but yeah i think as long as the showrunners at least understand what the sort of the aesthetic and the themes are of a video game ip then it doesn't necessarily matter if the story follows the game itself.
3: Mm.
0: I think it's the same with every kind of adaptation. In a sense, like book to TV show or book to movie, you know, game to movie the same way. I think that there is an element of it where you have to please fans of Mm -hmm. the original source material. And then there's also the element of you have to be able to, introduce an entire new selection of people to this story. And I think that um, things like the Hunger Games, like movies, people love them. But fans of the book will always say, oh, I wish that they'd done this better. I wish that this had been included. They didn't include this. Same things with like Harry Potter and stuff. When I watched Harry Potter, my boyfriend, he'd stop the movie every couple of minutes to tell me that in the books this happened, but it doesn't happen to him. Why
3: don't you go change your trousers, Ben?
0: (laughs) Piss boy. Um, Poor Ben. Poor Ben. He's all right. Um, He's all right. He's all right. Um, but also with like the vid- like video game adaptations, like The Last of Us, it mm. did such a good job of being able to introduce brand new people to the kind of world of The Last of Us. And it did change things. And I think the things that it did change worked really well for a TV show um, where maybe they wouldn't have worked as well in a video game. And I think that that's where you have to kind of also have the distinction of, well, it works in a video game, but would this work in a TV show or a movie? And normally... The answer is no. Uh, You can't have a big, long shooting segment or stealth bit that's going to take 45 minutes to get past because it's just going to be boring. So there should be space for creative freedom with these source materials and how much you want to do. Like, I'm intrigued with The Last of Us series Season 2 will take the story from the second game or not hmm. then they've already said that there will be some deviations from the, fa- the second game um, which is great I'm excited to see what they change about it because I've oh, already I think they could keep Joel. You think, you, you think they will?
3: I, th- I think they could. They I could. Think, I think they could severely hurt him, so that he yeah. Is, but he is it wouldn't not... have the same. No, it wouldn't.
0: Because why would she go all feral?
3: Mm. I, I I don't know. I feel like
1: there's. If Joel's just
0: got like a broken leg or something. Do you think
1: he just he's worth too much to the show? I think Pe- Pedro, Pedro Pascal,
0: Pascal is. Even though
2: he
3: would still be there, in... Flash- we're going off on a tangent here. Even yeah. though Pedro Pascal is, it would still be involved in the show through the flashbacks that are in the game. Mm. Yeah. He's he's too valuable, and also. Naughty Dog and by extension HBO then have to relive the backlash yep. to the game yeah. all over. Yeah,
0: but with an entire new bunch we, of people. Exactly. <laughs> who are just going to yeah. flip the table and exactly. get furious. Yeah.
1: But then if they change it, there's probably going to be a different set of back Oh, absolutely. Because of, yeah. they, can't, they can't yeah. win. No. They no. can't
3: win.
0: But um, there should be creative freedom, but there should also, like Peter say, be some kind, someone working on the the show that has like some kind of loyalty to the original source material or who can, like Henry Cavill used to do, correct people if they are actively doing something wrong. Mm. If they're like making up something in law or if you know something like, well, in like 40, 40 years ago, there was a war. And uh, you're actually saying that it was 200 years ago, but that doesn't make sense because of this, this and this that you've already established. That's just the job of the the writers and like the producers to know this information. So as long as someone involved does have some loyalty to the IP, I think that there should be allowed for creative freedom. And like you say, The Witch is an outstanding situation because it's based on the book, not the TV show, mm, yeah. not the game, sorry. So yeah, I mean, I've not watched it and I just haven't really heard anyone talk about it that much apart from the fact that henry cavill was leaving that's kind of the only Mm. thing i've heard about it so
3: it's doomed the tv show is doomed for sure uh i think it's a i could see scope for both scenarios laid out by dan here whether there's more uh control given to people who had a hand in the original ip or if there's If there's less, in Mm -hmm. fact, you know, that no one and they can just fly by the seat of their pants and do whatever they want. Because in the case of The Last of Us, at least, they had Neil Druckmann involved, who by all accounts is not an impossible man to work with. However, if you brought in, say, the writer of The Witcher books, who I understand is extremely litigious and just a bit cantankerous, Mm -hmm. there would be headbuttings all the time. There would be creative differences all over the place, and it might be a bit of a complete nightmare production. You know, it it may just never come out. Mm -hmm. So there has to be give and take. And there's probably a balance to be struck. Personally, I think uh, that there should be someone involved in the original IP present to advise. And I imagine that's the case most of the time. But you've got directors, you've got writers, you've got studios, you've got budgets. There are so many ways that, this, that things can change and twist and, you know, people drop out of projects and so on and so forth. Uh, the actors get involved and then they don't want to be involved anymore. I think it's, while there are, there's definitely examples of it being done wrong, I think more often than not, sometimes it just doesn't work mm-hmm. and and you can't, deciding how involved the original creator is in something doesn't necessarily decide how good it's going to turn out. And As is the case with The Witcher, it's easy now that we've had a few seasons to look at it and go, well, you know, maybe this went wrong or this could have happened or Henry Cavill's not feeling like it's living up to the potential that he sees for it because he's Mm. a super fan. We don't know what it's like to be in there and be involved and or or what could have changed that from the from the very beginning, Uh, because TV and film production is so very different from from game development Mm. specifically that. So it just sometimes it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work.
0: Do we know if the Halo TV That's show exactly what I'm follows, follows right the now. game at all? And also Twisted well, Metal it f- TV show. It
1: doesn't no. follow the game. I'm trying to find out if because he three, takes four, his helmet off, doesn't he? And that was a big thing. Yeah, like he sh- mm.
3: Master Chief would never do that.
1: No, I know that it doesn't follow the, the, s- the game at all. Mm. It's like a totally different story. Mm. I don't even know if it's meant to be sort of canonical, but just set like before the game or alongside the game I or don't a, or think if it's it is like a whole just non-canon thing mm. but yeah I guess it's not but um I'm just trying to find out if anyone from 343 or Microsoft actually had an input in that or if they just gave them the IP and said do it
0: same with the Twisted Metal TV show I mean what mm. what other TV shows there's The Witcher The Last of Us Halo Gran Turismo. Is it Grand where Turismo films? that's the movie Uncharted yeah. Uncharted so good best movie ever I love that uh, I'm literally in a Papa thought about Jones watching like that. that last night yeah, yeah I
3: really I to. want to re-watch it as well um, maybe we should do a watch party at well we point. tried to but we, we did, all got, too, we, drunk we got too drunk halfway through and we got bored we ordered <laughs> Papa John's and everything and then yeah we gave up but yeah we should we should do that we
1: should give that a go but yeah with the Halo series I think that's a good case in point where um well it's it's not fair for me to say really because i've not watched it but the reason i didn't watch it is because it didn't look very good in the trailer <laughs> and i i think if if you directly adapted the game it mm. wouldn't have worked as you say ashton you can't just have shooting non-stop for like six episodes or 12 episodes that you have to like add in you know well, other things. I don't even know what you A gay you do. love
0: story. A gay
1: love story, yes, for example. Yes, finally. Um, so that... It wouldn't have worked directly, but you could have at least set it amongst that story yeah. and, you know, introduced other characters as well, like have some Marines in there or whatever. Um, and that could have worked. But equally, it could have worked to have a completely different story as they did. But ultimately... Either one of those options only work if you then have like a good writer, good showrunners, yeah. a studio who are making the right decisions as well, mm-hmm. like the you know, the people at the top, and preferably someone involved from the actual game who says this is how Halo should be. Mm-hmm. And from the looks of the trailer, it didn't appear that all of those boxes were ticked. I don't know though. It's not fair for me to say exactly.
3: But- we've still like we've still come a long way though, because as as unappealing yeah, as the Halo show yeah. is to a lot of fans, it's still Probably quite watchable. I think my dad really liked. You said it. your dad's apparently very. Yeah. It's quite graphic. It's quite yeah. like
1: gory and really violent. Nice. Mm. I think it's on
3: Paramount Plus. I think is where it is. Yeah, which it is, is yeah. I mean, who's who's bloody subscribed Same to that? Same
0: with Twisted Metals on Peacock. How do how do, yeah, how do we get that? D-
3: not getting that. Um, but yeah, So when you compare it to where we were with like the Uber Bowl. Uh, Directed horror pieces of the early two thousands mm-hmm. with God, what I can't even think of them. Blood Rain was one of them. Mm. Did he do a Silent Hill? He did
0: the Resident Evil movies?
3: He didn't do that, but that you know, still people quite enjoy those as, yeah. as schlocky as those are. But we've we've still come a long way, and it's only going to go uh, going to get better. I d- remember reading in the, the Console Wars book that I I read over like this summer and last summer, there was an extended bit about the Super Mario Bros. movie from the late 80s. Was mm-hmm. oh, it late 80s, early 90s? Yeah. yeah, late 80s, I think. That sort of time. And how basically that, like it catalogued the whole saga with that, but it sounded like Nintendo were, were essentially just shown a screening of it. And they were like, oh, God. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, And so I find it very hard to believe that someone f- like the uh, someone f- representing the ip holder is not going to be involved in mm. some capacity with with most things happening these days mm-hmm. but it is all about how much say they have yeah and how far that say goes yeah um the witcher didn't really work out, but it is about the book. Actually.
0: I think we'll find out when the Borderlands movie comes out oh how God, much so how excited. much input that Randy Pitchford had I'm in that. So and I excited. hope, I hope and pray it's so much.
3: That was a magic trick. They wrapped yeah. last June, I think, and it comes out next year, next
0: August. Yeah,
3: something there's something really wrong with that film. They've
0: had to reshoot so much. I they reshot it. It's they changed be... director. They've probably rewritten a bunch I of it. I think the
3: writer had his name removed. Yeah, from the, from the production. No, I think
0: the original director did. Okay,
3: I. I can't wait because I it's going to be, and gonna be awful. And yeah. uh, I'm really excited to see it. Yeah. Anyway, so there's your answer. <laughs> I hope that helps, uh, Dan. It's time to move on to something a little bit strange. That's
1: true. A
0: bit peculiar.
3: A bit new. It's weird news.
1: Uh.
3: It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Remember, if you'd like to submit your weird video game news to us, you can do so on Facebook and Twitter with the relevant post that goes up on a Tuesday. Tuesday. However, if you'd like to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, you need to go to that patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, the place that we're promoting the hell out of. You should go there. You should go there. Great news. Yes.
1: There's a new person on there whose name we're not going to be able to pronounce
3: oh yes yeah. <laughs> you're right uh and become a podcast producer and you'll get a shout out right here and you'll support us and we'll love you forever yeah just like GY Goliath
0: Nicole Hansen.
3: Duncan Wilson
1: Katie Garrett or Jared
0: Eric Sioux okay yes, that's a good
1: swing Christian yeah
3: Mark? Uh, <gasps> Melody at <L. Bonnet, laughs> uh, Nexus Polaris
0: Gabrielle Philippine and Blake
3: Bl- Thomas. Thomas I wanted that one Thank you, podcast thank you podcast, thank you,
0: podcast producers. And thank you, Eric.
3: Welcome, Eric. Welcome,
1: Eric, yeah. to the podcast. I think Eric was name. here
0: last week. Oh. But I do think that maybe I spelled his name wrong. What? I think I put Eric Slew last week instead oh. of C. Oh. And then when I oh, went to do it this week, I was like, oh. That's the wrong letter. Eric, sorry. Yeah. Um, That's just part. If you want to have
3: us well, no mispronounce be- <laughs> your name, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. then you need to sign up to be a podcast well, There's no producer. better
1: this week. Like last week, you spelled it wrong and we said it wrong. This week, you spelled it right and we probably said it wrong yeah. anyway. So, Eric,
0: if you're in. If you're in the comments or, or do you want to put it on your Patreon, let us know how to say a name correctly. I guess Eric's you. Yeah.
3: yeah. How about next week? We mispronounce everybody's name. Except yeah. Eric. Except Eric's. Well, we yeah. still don't know how to say Eric's, but yeah. potentially. Peter, have you got some weird news? Then? I've got some weird news here that was sent by Blake
1: Thomas and Michael Milan, both on Facebook, I believe. Blake uh,
3: Thomas is a podcast producer. Mm. Yes. And this
1: is a uh, write-up from GameSpot.com. Um, or G-Spot, as I like to call yeah, it. Yeah, the that is G-Spot. What it is. Written by Stephen T. Wright. Um, the wrote. What, is, T- what did Stephen T-, 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 T. Wright? W-R-I-G-H-T. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, what did Stephen Wright? Stephen Wright wrote, <laughs> Barack, Barack <laughs> Obama is a Captain Falcon main, apparently. Excellent. Subtitle. According to a recent Q&A with Super Smash Bros. N64 organizer... Former President, Bar- <laughs> I thought that said, according to a recent QA with Super Smash Bros. N sixty four organizer, former President Barack
3: Obama.
1: <laughs> uh, former President Barack Obama mains Captain Falcon in the original Smash. Mm. I mean, that's most of the article just in the subheading, but let's read it anyway. What's he up to these
3: days? <laughs> yeah, the original Smash.
1: Playing Smash. The original Super Smash Bros. for N sixty four might not be as famed as it is as its sequel, Melee but it has a hardcore fan base all the same. One of those fans, Cody Daniels, got the chance to play a bit of Smash 64 with President Barack Obama as part of a -A Make-A-Wish in 2015. And he says the former Commander-in-Chief mains Captain Falcon. And what's more, he's not too shabby at the game either. Speaking to Smash community figure TAFO as part of a recent stream, Daniels said that he got to play Smash 64 with Obama at the White House. As part of the experience, you've got a signed copy of the game as well as a special card protector coin. Do you think it's a signed copy of the game signed by Barack Obama? Yeah. Not I a assume so, of Smash yeah. Bros. Yeah, yeah, Smash yeah, not signed Obama. by anyone from Nintendo, but this is my copy of <laughs> Smash Bros signed by Barack Obama. Yeah. <laughs> Unique.
0: It's kind of a random make-a-wish, isn't it? yeah like sometimes with with barack obama yeah Yeah. sometimes it's like i'd like to meet john cena or Mm -hmm. something but and he'll do it and he'll be there he'll meet meet anyone yeah he He loves it he's a great guy are you
1: sure about that yes daniels further said that obama was significantly better at the game than he expected especially compared to average casual players daniels is now an organizer in the smash 64 scene having hosted one of the largest house tournaments ever for the game Besides Smash, he's perhaps best known as a poker player, recently winning $11,000 as part of a reality poker show, apparently. Don't need to know any of this. Obama. Uh, Obama. No, Daniels. That's what oh, he does at okay. this
0: time. Obama <laughs> doesn't need it.
1: Um, this is actually the end of the article. It just talks about Daniels a bit more. Uh, he donated all, his, all of his winnings to the Make-A-Wish Foundation in order to pay it forward and help someone else have an oh, experience like cute. he did in 2015. For more on Daniels' work in the Smash 64 scene, check out the 64 Stories documentary on Operation Desert Smash.
3: I um, <laughs> was not sure where that, yeah. that sentence was no, going.
1: It really was just... An the, advert. The, well, an advert. It really was just the one sentence bit of news. Someone played Smash Bros with Obama and he prefers Captain Falcon. Brilliant. And is quite good. Still a good headline, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah,
0: Ashton. I have a news. It was submitted by Josh Lees on Facebook and at SnowboyYanny04 and at Carl. B underscore E R V B on Twitter as well. Nice. What? Uh, from kataki by isaiah Colb- Colbert or Colbert, depending on where <laughs> <Colbert. laughs> <way laughs> from. Um, Baldur's Gate Three voice actor says his job was to make sex sounds. The Baldur's Gate Three, the gift that keeps on giving. Mm. um Then the subtitle I don't really understand how to read, so I'm just going to read it as is. Larian Studios hit Alex Jordan's Line to record himself kissing his hand while he made a bunch of breathy sex noises. Hang on, hang on. where,
3: where, where does the word "Larian hit come in?
0: Studios" hit Alex Jordan's line to record himself kissing his hand while he made a bunch of breathy sex noises? Hit Alex Jordan. Yeah, how else do you read that? That's very confusing, isn't it? Unless it's like to hit, hit the
3: line, but that's what Alex Jordan's line Alex to record Laird. himself.
0: That doesn't make hit sense. Just does doesn't it just doesn't work no. then, does it? No. Not really, unless hit.
3: it's like hit my music or hit, Yeah. Hit that line. It's like it if it
0: was like Larian and Studios' hit had Alex Jordan record himself kissing yeah, his hand not, while yeah, he I mean, but that's like not what they <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and <laughs> right. then and then some there's in bold underneath it says thank you for your service with a salute emoji okay everyone's talking about Baldur's Gate 3's sexy times yes. be it with a giant red demon lady a smarmy vampire or a bear mm. what you might not have known about the fantasy role playing game is that Larian Studios hired at least one voice actor to exclusively make sex sounds good Voice actor Alex Jordan, who lent his voice to cartoons and video games like Atomic Heart, Lord of the Rings Gollum, and Demon's Souls... He did
1: the sex noises in Gollum. Oh, I love those
0: ...revealed on his official TikTok page that his voice can be heard in Baldur's Gate 3 as well. Unlike his previous roles as cannon fodder villains and super sleuth detectives, Jordan's role in Baldur's Gate 3 was specifically to provide the party-based RPG with a plethora of breathy sex sounds a studio that I've worked with a lot, they come to me and they say, do you want to voice act in Baldur's Gate 3? I said, of course I want to voice act in Baldur's Gate 3. Who doesn't want to voice act in Baldur's Gate 3? But it's a little bit close to release, isn't it? What's the role, Jordan said. They said, no, not a role. We've finished recording all, that, all of that stuff, I'm afraid. No, what we need is sexy sounds. Do you want to come in and do the sexy sounds? Question mark. When asked if he wants to come in and do the sexy sounds, Jordan recalled saying, sure. Yes,
3: I would like to come in and do the the sexy sexy sounds. sounds.
0: What awaited Jordan was a very awkward recording session where he had to perform various oohs and ahs while kissing his hand a whole lot in the booth. God. Apparently, Jordan's vocal efforts were greatly appreciated because developer Larian Studios replied under his TikTok saying, and what sounds (laughs) they are. Um, towards the end of his TikTok, Jordan asked the players to keep him in mind while they are gallivanting <laughs> in Bald- Baldur's Gate 3 and attempting to riz up in its many romantic Riz up. Do you riz means. I know what Riz, mean? know no. what riz
1: means. <laughs> what does Riz mean? Riz
0: means like if you're like really smooth and like if you're really good at getting the opposite sex because you're so good at like smooth talk and chatting them up. That means way. you've got Riz. Mm.
3: You've got Riz. Yeah. yeah. How many more things can it possibly be called? <laughs> you
0: can Riz up. You can up say somewhere. that someone's
3: Riz is like, you know,
1: off
0: the, off chart. the chain. So
3: it's, the chart. it's similar to big dick energy. Mm.
1: It's different. It's, it's yeah. subtler than that. I think.
0: Yeah.
3: It's like
1: because just, anyone it's can have risk. like
0: It's just being, it's being it's charismatic. Kind of sais quoi. yeah Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Riz. riz. Yeah, and you it can sounds riz someone up. like a word
3: up. from the 40s. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's not very
1: genuine it sounds like a magazine yeah. that you shouldn't be
0: reading. No. Yeah. Um, and then he said, you think about that, Jordan said. You mull that over as you run around, you horny little perverts, with your little perverted role plays. <laughs> Whoa. You mull that over as you run around, you little horny perverts, with your little perverted role plays, you randy bastards. You think of me, is what Jordan said in his oh, okay. TikTok. Wow. uh so yeah he he was brought in to specifically make wet kissy sounds wet noises wet noises well good for they him just, they should just get some asmr girls in to record the female parts because yes, they're yes, so yes. good at that yes 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 <laughs> yeah they're like once you listen to the mouth sounds oh disgusting
1: it is awful pov you get kissed
3: by your girlfriend <laughs> On the ear.
0: (laughs) On the ear.
3: Now that's Riz.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it is. is Right
3: on the eardrum. Yeah. Close enough, right. Uh, Jonathan Wong has my weird news, uh, which comes from Kotaku and Zax Weizen. Fallout Deathclaw creator impressed, horrified by all the porn. (laughs) The Deathclaw is one of the most feared monsters in the Fallout video games. They are able to rip apart low-level or unprepared players in seconds with their long claws and powerful limbs. But did you know that a subset of Fallout players find the Deathclaws hot? Yes. Sexy yeah. even? I did. It's true. Not surprising true.
0: even a little bit.
3: And one of, they've got Riz and one, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one of the creators behind the creatures shared their thoughts on all the Deathclaw porn floating around the seedier corners of the web. Released in 2008, we're going to learn about Fallout now. We're going to learn about Death Claws. Cool. Yep. D-d-d-d. Bethesda artists Jonah Loeb and the late Adam Adamowicz, great name, worked together to create the new Death Claws that would go on to scare players in Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, and Fallout 76. Well, they scared most players. Some had a very. While, hang on. Feels like they should say while.
0: Mm.
3: Well, they scared most players. Some had a very different reaction to the monsters. On August the 6th. An Instagram account dedicated to Fallout memes and jokes shared an image that made fun of all the Deathclaw porn that exists. The image was a screenshot of Bethesda asking for Deathclaw fan art and then oh. comically <laughs> reacting to the nasty images it received. And in the comments <laughs> of this post, Loeb shared his thoughts on all the Deathclaw porn that is out there, and yes, there is a lot. Just know if you're if you go looking for it, all of it is NSFW. Oh,
0: I've seen I want to. Fa- I'm going to find somewhere. I was once trying
1: to do a thumbnail for a what Culture video, mm-hmm. and I just typed in Deathclaw to Google Images, and it was like the sixth result was just Deathclaw ass.
3: Brilliant. Yeah. People love lizards, don't mm. they? As the creator of the Deathclaw, I've been silently impressed slash horrified at the sheer tonnage of Deathclaw <laughs> porn out there, commented Loeb. He later retweeted a response from a cursed Fallout image Ooh. account that the artist follows. The account Draco Deathclaw is a big fan of the creatures and shared the initial initial image, so they felt responsible for getting Loeb involved. The former Bethesda artist confirmed that this account had absolutely something to do with the response. Uh, the Deathclaw's creator explains why people find it sexy. Is the subset of the next uh, the subheading? Okay, mm-hmm. the next, Derek. Do you want to find out? Yeah, I
1: do. Yeah, I'm so trying I to find just showed the Just show me porn. an image that was not at all as NSFW as it gets. No, just that's a
0: just,
1: anime. just a Deathclaw
3: girl. Also,
0: yeah. oh, when I I googled um, Deathclaw sexy, and so the first thing that came up was from Reddit. Does anyone no. else think the Deathclaws are sexy? Question
3: mark. No. Yes. I mean, I don't. But fair play to you. Mm. And in an Instagram message to Kotaku, Loeb explained that he designed the Deathclaw to be beautiful and terrifying in a National Geographic sort of way. I gave it a hulking, long-armed physique, a toothy scowl and lion-like eyes that regarded the player, not with hate, but as if they were food, (laughs) said Loeb. There's
0: a mod that you can add uh, boobies to the Deathclaw. Of
3: course, yeah. But some people enjoy being looked at that way. It can be, dare I say, titillating. And if you pair that gaze with lion-like eyes and a hulking, although fit, body, well, <laughs> then I can see how that might uh, arouse your interest. Look, this is a really long article uh-huh. about about this weird topic. Wow!
0: What, is that, what does it say?
3: <laughs> well, barely concealed areolas there at the death core. See,
0: I have a see, I have no. a costume on. She's see, got...
1: I have a costume on now. Give me some sweets and candy. Oh. Uh, it must be. I it's think a it's a Halloween one. themed. Mm. Well, oh, God, it gets worse. I'm. It? Oh
0: my God! Oh my God! Yeah, there's a lot.
3: There's a lot going
0: on. Wow! There. As your
3: manager, probably shouldn't be showing you that. <laughs> there's, a, there's an. Well, actually, well Adam, Peter Adam, Adam. showed you the that sexy work. bowling pin thing that time. You remember? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> true? true. That was yeah. very weird. You did it first. Oh, yeah, I am not going to read any more of that <laughs> because it goes on and on and on. But it feels like he's sort of just reveling in the attention yeah. and is really getting yeah. stuck in. He's into like, it. now
0: let me tell you about it.
3: Yeah, and I gave it a long tail this. because it's a lizard, but also it might be a sexy tail. Yeah. Mm, Phallic, somehow, <laughs> yeah. coming out the back. <laughs> That's my weird news. Let us never speak of it again. Mm, yeah, It's so. time, everybody, for the big discussion. Mm. It's big discussion time, time for the big video game discussion that this week's comes, comes to see of Richard Major. Hello, Bap. Hello. Hello. Rockstar Games have announced that they'll be re-releasing Red Dead Redemption, including Undead Nightmare, in a couple of weeks. It's going to be on PS4 and Switch, and costs £39.99. People complain about remakes and remasters, but this is neither. I'm getting choked up it's just a port and it's 40 pounds that is pretty outrageous right i don't know how much money they should be charging but you can currently buy red dead redemption 2 on amazon brand new for 17 pounds you can buy red dead Re- revolver on ps4 from the playstation store for 7 pounds 19 pence what are your guys' thoughts on this thanks Richard. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Thanks, Richard. Richard. Got a write-up here from Push Square and Kale Adam. I've put it in the smallest font. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
0: that (laughs) is a tiny font. I
3: can barely read it. Take-Two Interactive is a publishing parent company on a monolithic scale with assets in excess of 15 billion US dollars. It owns two major publishing labels itself, Rockstar Games and 2K, and brought in a net income after covering all operating expenses of more than $1 billion in 2023 alone. Mm. The year's not even finished yet. It shouldn't come it should come as no surprise then that the company is insisting that slapping a $50 slash £40 price tag on Red Dead Redemption's PS4 port is commercially accurate, it says in quotes. For a straight port, not a remaster. Did we mention that? No enhancements outside of text in additional languages, which you know is something. No 60 frames per second upgrade, enhanced assets or resolution b- boost, nada as far as we can tell. These kinds of things have largely become expected for re-releases in this day and age and fans and players aren't having any of it. Speaking to, I, speaking to IGN, Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick minced no words, declaring that's just what we believe is the commercially accurate price for
0: it. You would do. You're a millionaire.
3: Billionaire, billionaire. Probably. Mm-hmm. It's a bold strategy, but the depressing truth is that people will likely buy it at that price point regardless. Such is the power of nostalgia and the mastery and allure of rockstar games. We take some comfort in the timing of this announcement, which just shows how entirely out of touch the powers that be are with the current sentiment of players on the ground.
0: Can I tell you what players thought when I asked them on oh, YouTube? please. Do. Would love
3: to hear that. How many nasty words were
0: there? Oh, lots. Uh, and also, I made a spelling error. And people started pointing that out, and oh, that made no. me feel bad oh, because no. I made the spelling error in the picture and not in the thing so i couldn't fix it oh. yeah so I, f- I forgot the m in redemption <laughs> redemption. Yeah, redemption, redemption. redemption. <laughs> i did it quickly before m. we were doing something yesterday and i just have missed a spelling error Rep, depth, uh, redemption. um anyway the community shockingly Generally, didn't like this. That's Everyone thought it was a piss take, and they were not happy about it. Um, people said that they would pay max. There was actually quite a lot of people said that they would, say they would pay maximum twenty pounds. Yeah, that seems it. fair. Um, some people were referring to the Switch tax, uh, given that every single game on Switch tends to be more expensive and never goes on sale. People would say, uh "Is it too expensive? Yes. Am I going to buy it? Also, yes." Mm, Which right. uh, man? That's it. There was a lot of people being Rockstar fanboys. Saying, well, is that, it's a really good game, actually. So why wouldn't <laughs> was, you pay for it? In
3: 2011. Yeah. 2010. Um, 2010, yeah. 2010.
0: Lots of comparisons to GTA five and Skyrim remasters in the sense of it just feels like. Well, re-release, sorry, just feels like people are asking for more money Mm -hmm. for the same thing. Um, But yeah, the general consensus, shockingly, was that people did not agree with the price tag and for not even a graphical upgrade or 60 FPS were not happy about it. Mm. Um, Apart from the Rockstar fanboys. I love that game. I'm probably going to pay for it again. Mm. Well,
3: if it were cheaper... Maybe. It's Mm. important to note that uh, this is not coming to Xbox because Xbox already has a very good backwards compatible situation with Red Dead Redemption because it's currently available in 4K on Series X and 1440p for Series S. Yeah,
1: so Mm. that's the thing. I think if this was uh, a really nice remaster not one made by ai rockstar where it says <laughs> saloon in comic sans above the <laughs> yes the swing doors yeah um then maybe 40 pounds would just be justifiable if it was a good remaster you know like 60 mm. fps 4k really nice looking maybe like uh improvements in how it runs or whatever because it is a beloved game and um it has been 13 years since it was first released unfortunately it's not a remaster it's just a port um and yeah i think it is too much but what it comes down to is what you said in your write-up there ben and what some people said in response to the community post which is that some people will just pay this and therefore to play biggest devil's advocate Mm. why would they not charge that much if they know that people will just buy it mm-hmm. um they're not going to do it out the goodness of their heart and say you know what we should release this for free we should do a 13 year anniversary release <laughs> and say here you go everyone you can now play this for free digitally i know no one's actually suggesting that they do that but uh yeah they're obviously they're they're out to make money they're a business they're just gonna charge what they think they can get away with they've probably done a bit of like focus group stuff and tried to work out what people would pay for this. And sounds like a fair amount of people will pay £40 and you're silly for doing so, um, I would say. Mm. I mean, you make your own decisions, it's your money, but...
3: People bought the trilogy. Yeah. After the overwhelming backlash, that trilogy made them a ton of money.
1: Mm -hmm. The GTA trilogy. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's it's silly to support that kind of price tag because it just encourages that behavior to continue. Like, oh, we'll just charge 40 quid then for the next thing we release as a port with no upgrades.
0: Well, that's at exactly the point. Uh, someone said that they were going to buy it. And someone said, no, you shouldn't buy it. And they replied, which might be my favorite comment I've ever read in my whole life. What what difference is a handsome sausage like me buying it going to make? <laughs> that's <laughs> like handsome i love sausage. that guy i <laughs> love this guy um but and yeah if all the
1: handsome sausages say that exactly
0: if all the handsome sausages decide to buy this game yeah then like that's the point they're they're still gonna make money from it they're not gonna lose any money from it because really they've all they've had to do is make it work on switch which i mean i'm not gonna say it doesn't take that much effort but it's also a 13 year old game so really it's just a matter of I don't know how to do ports, but you know what I mean. They're press not the going to. Yeah, press the port button. They're not going to lose money on it, realistically. No. They don't need this to sell as well as if they were to release a third Red Dead Redemption game. Mm-hmm. They don't need that. So, realistically, they're just kind of doing it because they know they're going to make some money from it and they're not going to lose money from it. Mm. And unfortunately, it is people who are handsome sausages who decide that they are going to buy it because, oh, I love that game, best game ever. Um, because they want it on a handheld device like the Switch, which is fair enough. But like you say, it's just too expensive. There's no reason for it to be 40 pounds. The port doesn't need to be that much money. If We're, we're already having issues with things like The Last of Us Part 2 being remastered and potentially being listed at 70 quid, this is the way things seem to keep going, is that you can have a game and then still have to pay full price for that same game again somewhere else. Um, And it's just like, maybe he is right. Commercially, that makes sense because that's what everyone else is doing. If you can charge this amount of money for The Last of Us remaster, then why wouldn't you charge 40 quid for a port? If, if that's what we're going to do with our time, if that's where we can see the market going, why are they going to be like, well, we're not going to be chumps and give our game for cheap when everyone else seems to be spending their like full price on their games and people seem to be eating it up, mm-hmm. buying it. So that's that's the real issue is that it's kind of a trickle-down effect of one does it, so why don't we just all do it? Mm-hmm. If we can make money from these games that we've already listed before... Why not just do it again, full price? The the handsome sausage will buy it, Mm. and uh, and then we'll we'll make money. So,
3: I personally don't begrudge anyone who buys it because Mm -hmm. if you really want it and you want the convenience of it on a on a modern ish system as far as PlayStation goes, then sure. Whatever it could be more expensive. Mm. It could also be a, a horrible remaster that barely functions.
1: Yeah, yeah. It,
3: it could be worse. However, for me personally, I, I think I side with the majority of people here, where I think that that is far too expensive, and it's you, what you're paying for is literally for the just the convenience of playing it on modern hardware, and that is not worth the price of admission to me, as amazing as that game is let there be no doubt that it is a fantastic game it's not worth that much today it, it, it just isn't especially when it's backwards compatible on Xbox Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know how, how could you possibly again we don't know how much effort goes into porting a game like that but truly how much did, do they need to charge to make that money back and then make a profit given that mm-hmm. a
1: game that's made from scratch will sometimes release for 40 quid precisely
3: yeah. I, I I just I simply don't understand it for me it's the definition of a quick buck yeah. mm. because at least with the gta trilogy they had to have an entire studio go out of their way to mess that thing up yeah and that would have cost money and taken time and yeah. there was you know that was a huge pr disaster and rightfully so far more than i would imagine this is you know it's not nearly on that scale but this this is this is money for old rope like it's it's unthinkable that you would you would think it okay to charge for that amount. And personally, I find it unthinkable that you would be willing to pay for that. But if you want to and you really want to play it, maybe you've never played it before. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Go for it. But I, I don't understand. I do not understand. And I think you're right, Ashton. When he's saying that it's the, the most commercially accurate price for it that's not them being supervillain tyrants that's them literally observing the state of that the people industry will. Yeah. people will pay for it so it's commercially accurate because people will pay 40, yeah. 40 pounds for it they will um
0: yeah that so is that is the problem is that it is it is commercially accurate what he's saying is not incorrect because we've seen it we've talked about it well we talked about it last week or was it last week or Recently, about the Last of Us Part Two, we'll we'll talk about this until the end of time because it's just going to keep getting worse. Yeah, unfortunately,
3: it's not um, it's not as simple as voting with your wallet because realistically, as we've again we've spoken about before, we're in this little gamer centric bubble Mm -hmm. and we do not represent the vast majority of people who play games because the vast majority of people who play games. Do not listen to podcasts. Mm. They don't read news stories. They see Red Dead Redemption going up and they go, "Ooh!" Or they see The Last of Us Part Two go up and they think, "Well, that's too expensive. Still, maybe mm. I won't get that one." Mm. But the point is that these these people are unaccounted for. Like, if if all of us sat at this table, and said, "Right, we're going to vote with our wallets. We're not going to spend any money on this." That's not going to make any difference. What difference is a handsome sausage? What like difference is a handsome sausage? Yeah. Gonna... not paying for this game, exactly. So ultimately, it comes down to how you feel about it and what you're most comfortable with. If you feel like not spending money on this makes you feel better about the situation, then that's what you should do. But realistically, a handsome sausage buying it and an equally handsome sausage not buying it isn't going to affect it either way.
0: But that that is a bit of a defeatist mentality. Oh, it is. Uh, oh, it is. me <laughs> defeatist. Because uh, the realistically, maybe... Maybe this time, yeah, it doesn't make that much difference because it's not—it's not a huge mm-hmm. thing. This Red Dead Redemption th- port, but the next time something big does happen, that shouldn't turn you off from trying to make a conscious effort no. to not do something. Everyone
3: should be trying to make a difference for what they think is right. that, that yeah, exactly. That, that is true. However, in this instance, it's not going to make—it's not going to make a difference, and that sucks. But it's not. Do keep shouting about it and complaining online. Tell your friends. But not that, in a hateful
0: way. Not in a hateful
3: way. Don't do targeted Don't be rude. But like if your friends are thinking about buying it and they're perhaps not as informed as you, maybe clue them in a bit. Mm. That's something you can do. Spread the word. Like this is a rip off, right? You know, yeah. you shouldn't. Did you hear they're releasing Red Dead Redemption for 40 quid? What? The one from like on the PS3? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. What? That's stupid. I didn't know that, etc. Yeah. Do what you think is right. I think this is way too much.
0: I agree. Yeah. I
3: agree too. Well, let us know what you think about everything we've discussed today in the comments down below. And uh, you know, do stand up for the things you believe in. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't mean to imply that you shouldn't. No. However, in this particular instance, they're going to sell it before you go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Peter. Yes. There's some YouTubes and some Twitches. There
1: are YouTubes and Twitches, and we're on YouTube and Twitch. You can find us at youtube.com forward slash team triple jump and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. And uh, did you know that if you've got Amazon Prime, part of the bundle that you are paying for includes a Twitch sub that you can spend on us. And if you don't have Amazon Prime and you're thinking about it, that's another benefit you can consider. It's not just that, that cheap postage. Mm-hmm. You'll also be able to get a free sub if you pay for that. So. <laughs>
0: Twitter, Facebook, TikTok is all forward slash Team Triple Jump and all those if you want to come and chat with us or chat with our community over there and submit weird news or anything. And also, if you want to join our Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump like we've mentioned before.
3: Absolutely. TripleJerd.mup is our website. You can find links to everything that we do there. And why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It has something to do with Al Gore's rhythms and we'd really, really, really appreciate it. There's just enough time to talk about this week's sponsor once again, Peter.
1: That's right. Hey, do you hate bored chimp uh, avatars profile pictures yeah well you should play Maddening NFT 24 it's out like next week or something I think brilliant
3: thank you for watching slash listening everybody we will see you next time bye